0: This program is made possible by the giving of the God-Called Partners of Renner Ministries.
1: Hello friend, I'm Denise Renner and I'm so grateful that you would spend this time with me. And in the next few minutes. We're gonna talk about something really important and we're gonna see the heart of Jesus and how that he was willing to touch anyone, no matter how smart they were or how educated or how uneducated, how poor they were, how rich they were, how famous they were, how unknown they were. Jesus wanted to touch them all. And his desire through the power of the Holy Spirit is the very same today. And that's what I want to talk to you about because we're going to talk from Luke chapter 8. And we're going to read about how Jesus touched a ruler of the synagogues, his daughter, raised her from the dead, and a woman who everybody cast out of society because she was unclean and how that Jesus can touch anybody, and that includes you. Well, if you need prayer, we want to pray for you. Please let us know how we can pray for you. We believe in the power of God. We've seen so many things through the years of what God has done for people when we join in prayer and agree together. Because the Bible says that if any two of you agree together touching anything, it will be done by my Father which is in heaven. See, that's powerful. That's an invitation for you to make that phone call or write that letter and let us know how we can minister to you because there's the promise. That if if two or more, two, just two, agree. If you really agree, it will be done by my Father, which is in heaven. And we want to see that promise come to pass. So let us know how we can minister to you. And if God's doing something special in your life, I want to hear from you. I just love reading your responses. So please let me know. Well, we're going to begin by reading this story because, um, because it just tells us what's going to happen, and then we're going to talk about it. Okay, and it starts in verse 41 of chapter 8 of Luke. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. For he had an only daughter about twelve years of age, and she was dying. But as he went, the multitudes thronged him. Now a woman, having a flow of blood for twelve years, twelve years, who had spent all her livelihood on physicians and could not be healed by any, came from behind and touched the border of his garment. And immediately her flow of blood stopped. And Jesus said, Who touched me? When all denied it, Peter and those with him said, Master, the multitudes are thronging you and pressing on you. And you say, Who touched me? Verse 46. But Jesus said, Somebody touched me, for I perceived power going out from me. Now, when the woman saw that she was not hidden, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared to him in the presence of all the people the reason she had touched him and how she had been healed immediately. And he said to her, daughter, be of good cheer. Your faith has made you well. Go in peace. While he was still speaking, someone came from the ruler of the synagogue's house saying to him, Your daughter is dead. Do not trouble the teacher. But when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, Do not be afraid and only believe. And she will be made well. Now all wept and mourned for her. But he said, do not weep. She's not dead, but sleeping. And they ridiculed him knowing that she was dead. But he put all of them outside, took her by the hand and called saying, little girl, arise. Then her spirit returned and she arose immediately and he commanded that she was given something to eat. So we see two Very different miracles, but very amazing miracles. A woman who was an outcast of society, um, spent all her money on doctors, didn't get any better, bleeding for 12 years, called unclean, probably didn't go out of her house very much because people were going to start screaming unclean and we see that she, the flow of her blood was stopped immediately when she touched the hem of his garment. We see a ruler of the synagogue, somebody who's respected in the community, maybe someone who has a uh, financial means, respect and clout and influence, and we see that he had a desperate need, that his daughter was almost dying, Two different, very different people, but Jesus touched both of them. Sickness or disease has no respecter of rank or power or status. Here is a ruler of the synagogue, a very powerful position, but serious illness has come to his daughter. Do you remember about the centurion? He had a lot of authority. He he had so much authority. He had authority over a hundred men. A Roman centurion had authority over a hundred men. The scripture says, when I say one what to do, he does it. And and they respected him and they obeyed him. But you see, even though he had all, all that authority and influence and power. When sickness and a closeness to death came to his house, to his servant, he had no power. He needed a miracle. Jairus, very high in society, very high in position, the leader, the ruler of a synagogue, but when he needed a miracle and death was knocking, at his daughter's door, he did not go to his peers. He went to Jesus. I think that's very interesting. Think of all the religious people that this ruler of the synagogue knew, but he didn't go to them. He went to Jesus. And I just read it. The Bible says that he got down on his face and was begging Jesus. Well, let, let, let's look at it again. Because sickness and close to death had touched his family. It, it, and it says, he was the real, and he fell down at Jesus' feet and begged him to come to his house. Now Jesus just got out of the boat And now this man, as a ruler of the synagogue, he had on special garments, special robes. But now this man is on the ground at the feet of Jesus, begging Jesus to come to his house. Not his peers, but Jesus. And I want to say that to you, friend. It's important that when we have trouble, tribulation, problems, sickness, disease, we need to know who to go to. Somehow this rich ruler, impressive, influential man, ruler of the synagogue, somehow he knew to come to Jesus and he begs Jesus to come to his house. Well, there was a whole crowd around Jesus, but Jesus was not too busy with all this crowd around him to go to Jairus' house. Now, on the way to Jairus' house, there was somebody else in the crowd that needed a miracle, a woman who was very sick, but she was an outcast to society because she was unclean. The Levitical law said that if she was bleeding like that that any woman if you sat where they sat you were unclean if you laid down where they laid down you were unclean how cast out and rejected was this woman not for one year not for five not for seven twelve years rejected an outcast of society. What could have been going on in the side of this woman in her heart? So she has a desperate need and she hears about Jesus and she's making her way there to Jesus And she says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'll be healed. Well, let me ask you a question. Who was more important to Jesus? The rich, powerful man? Or this woman who had been cast out of society and was declared unclean? You know, we in our humanness, sometimes we make distinctions even James talks about it in the book of James. You know, don't be better to those who are rich and powerful than you are to those who are, are poor and have nothing. So it's a temptation of our flesh, our humanness, to treat those who are more powerful better than those who aren't so powerful. And we sometimes can be tempted to make a distinction between people. But Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus ministered to lepers, tax collectors, liars, cheaters, and he even washed the feet of the man who was going to betray him, Judas. Jesus saw through all that status, and he saw to the human heart. You know, our wealth or our poverty or our outward appearance, it doesn't impress Jesus. He's looking at our heart. He sees the desperate needs of our heart. He sees the single mother who's doing all that she can to take care of her children and work a job or two jobs exhausted and gets up the next day and does the same thing again. She sees the heart. Oh, Jesus wants to minister to you. She sees, God sees the one who's been sick a long time just like this lady and has said, I don't know if I'll ever get out of this sickness. I don't know if my life's ever going to change. And the despair that comes to the heart. He sees your heart. Not your wealth. Not what you have, what you don't have. Not who you are, who you're not. But your heart. He went to minister and raised that little girl from the dead. He saw the desperateness of Jairus and and the family that loved that little girl, he saw that woman. He didn't, he he let her talk, I mean she was already healed, but he let her talk. (laughs) And then it says, be healed, go in peace. The Bible doesn't say it, but I believe that Jesus saw the heart of this precious woman As she told her story, and then as she said, I've been unclean. But I said to myself, if I could just touch your garment, I'm going to be immediately clean. I'm worried about all these people that are around me. Now they see that I'm unclean. I've made them unclean. Oh, Jesus, what if I made you unclean? Oh, but Jesus, I needed you so bad. Jesus saw the heart of that woman, not what she had or what she didn't have. But he saw her heart. Jesus saw the enemy coming with his evil plots because of this fallen world. And he was bringing light and redemption. It says that Jesus came when he came into the world. He came with light. He came with truth. He came with mercy to a very dark world. And we see in Acts, Chapter 10, verse 38, and I want to read it to you because it's really the ministry that Jesus did, and it says, verse 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, and he went about doing good, and that means that he, he, did, um, he gave money. He, he, he tried to make people's lives better and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. That's what he was doing, for God was with him. What does that say to you and me? That says to me that that's the heart of God. Jesus went about doing good, being a benefactor for people, helping them in their needs, healing them, delivering them from the oppression of the devil. For God was with him. All right, Jesus is in heaven right now at the right hand of God the Father. But the will of God on this earth, expressed through the Holy Spirit, is to do good and to heal and deliver all those. And it says all, all those who were oppressed of the devil. That's what God wants to do. That's where his interest is. Even the richest or the poorest, when they heard about him, when they heard about Jesus, they tried to get to him. I already told you about the centurion. He was probably a wealthy man, had a lot of influence, hundred men under him, doing everything that he told them to do. But when sickness came to his servant, he had no power. But Jesus said, "I'll come and I'll, I'll come and heal him." It was the will of God. It's still the will of God today to bring healing and to bring miracles into our lives. So here we are in this scripture. We have this powerful ruler and this outcast of society and they both need a touch from the master. Well, let's talk about this woman for a minute. Can you even imagine what this woman Who's been bleeding for 12 years was going through in her mind, emotions, and body. But when she heard what Jesus can do, and she heard that Jesus was near, she didn't care how weak she was, she didn't care how many people screamed unclean. And she made her way to Jesus. Such an attitude. She was not going to let him come to her city without her at least touching his garment. She knew he was the answer. That's what I want to say to you, friend. He's the answer. Jesus is the answer. It's the will of the Father to heal you. It's the will of the Father to do miracles right now. Well look at the situation Jesus was busy. He was going to the house of this powerful ruler of the synagogue but there was enough power in him for both cases. If God's touched somebody you know and you've seen them have a miracle, there's enough power for him to do a miracle for you. The woman was instantly healed when she touched Jesus' clothes and the ruler of the synagogue's daughter was raised from the dead. Does he have enough power for you now for your situation? The answer is yes. Can he still heal your body? save your child or heal your marriage? Yes, the answer's yes, yes, yes. What did the ruler of the synagogue and the woman have in common? They needed the impossible, both of them. They needed his power. His power was there for them. What about now? Is there power for you? Yes. Because the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit, Jesus said the Holy Spirit is just like him. The Holy Spirit inside of you, the healer on the inside of you, he's the healer on the inside of you. His power is the same today as it was then. What does Jesus want to do for you? Of course he wants to heal you. Of course he wants to bring the miracle to you that you so desperately need. We see the desperateness in Jairus, this ruler of the synagogue, and this precious woman who's been cast out of society and bleeding for 12 years. We see Both desperate. They both knew who'd come to. Friend, that's what God is saying to you and to me. He's saying, be careful who you go to. They might not have the answer. Come to me. I love that scripture where Jesus says, Come unto me, all ye who are weary and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. He says, come, come unto me. He's inviting you right now to just simply in your situation or maybe pain in your body or, or pain in your loved one. He, he's inviting you right now through the power of the Holy Spirit, inviting you to just come to him and receive from him because the Holy Spirit is here. You can receive from the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is just like Jesus. You can't see the Holy Spirit. If Jesus were in your house right now, you could see him. But he sent the Holy Spirit because he said, I want to be everywhere. I, I don't want to be just in this person's house and just in this person's house. I want to be in all your houses through my spirit. I want to touch you with the power of my spirit, the power of my word, believing on me as your answer. This is the truth, what I'm telling you, friend. He has enough power right now. To touch you. I was praying over this this program before we started filming this program, and I I saw someone, and you're watching, and you're sitting there, and you're sitting there next to somebody who's laying in a bed and is very sick. I want to tell you right now recognize his presence, lay your hand on that precious loved one of yours and release the power of God into them. Let the healing power of Jesus touch your loved one. Just lay your hands. The Bible says that if we're believers, we can lay our hands on the sick and they will recover. Just do that. The Holy Spirit's with you right now. His power's there with you right now. Just lay your hands on that sick one and release the power of God. Father, I pray with that one right now that's laying their hands on the sick. And I agree with them. As they lay their hands, the power of God through the Holy Spirit is going into their body. We know it's your will, Jesus. And we know it's your will, Father. Because you expressed your will through Jesus, doing good and healing and delivering all those who were oppressed of the devil. Friend, that's the will of God right now. Receive his power. What do you need? Peace in your mind. I speak peace to you right now. You need healing. I speak healing to you right now. His presence is so powerful. Friend, I love you. I love sharing the word of God with you because it's the truth. And I'll see you next time.
0: Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. ministries.